to episode two of That's All I Know, the podcast for the perpetually curious. You're all so lovely about the first one. Uh, I'm Danielle, and each week I will be choosing one of my endless list of things I find interesting, doing a bit of research, and talking to some very important people about it. This week I'm back with my mum, Elaine. Alright, round two. Okay. Your clue this time is hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. I'm going to say it's um, people in professions that don't wear uniforms. Interesting. It's not that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Any other guesses? Hiding in plain sight. No. <laughs> hmm. Right. Well. I'll see how long it takes you to remember. This, I feel like this is something you will remember in about three bullet points time. Okay. So, on the 14th of August, 1950, in Hartlepool, John Darwin was born. Do you know who John Darwin is? No. No? Okay. Maybe you won't remember in three bullet points time. <laughs> uh, he married Anne Stevenson in 1973. They have two sons called Mark and Anthony. He was a maths and science teacher for 18 years, left to work for Barclays, was in the bank, mm-hmm. for a bit, and then became a prison officer, because normal career progression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anne was a doctor's receptionist, and they ran a business renting out bedsits. Now, whether they owned the bedsits, or whether they were just in charge of renting them out, is not clear to me. Obviously, before for, Airbnb days. Yeah. For reasons that we'll cover, it's not clear to me which it is. Okay. So, in the year 2000, John and Anne went into debt after buying two houses. Okay. So the reason it's not clear to me whether they owned the other bedsits is, why are you going into debt buying more houses? Yeah. If you already owned them once, I believe that was 12 houses of bedsits that they're running out. If you already own them, mm. why are you going into debt to buy two more? Mm. If you're in debt, sell one of them. Not great so far. In 2002, it gets a bit worse. Six days after being rejected for a 20 grand loan, John is seen paddling out to sea in his kayak. 21st of March, 2002. I do remember something about this. You do remember something about this. I think I didn't know the names. Mm-mm. Later that day, doesn't turn up for work, he's reported missing by his boss. So through that day and the following day, they search 62 square miles of coastline, sea, mm. that sort of thing. Yeah. And they don't find him. No sign of him. The next day, they find a paddle and the wreckage of his kayak. Mm-hmm. Still on the side of John. Right. But what they don't understand is how he could have got into trouble because the North Sea's remarkably calm that day. Mm. So how his kayak is wrecked, they do not know. But the kayak is wrecked mm. and John is nowhere to be found. Mm. So following that, mm. he's presumed dead. Death certificates issued and claims 25 grand in life insurance. How much? 25 grand. 
That's not much. That's not much. Yeah. How was this? 2002. Oh, that wouldn't have got you much. Yeah. I mean, that's what it said. (laughs) Surely if you owned that many houses or had that many mortgages or whatever, you'd need a lot more life insurance than that. You would think so. But apparently that life insurance policy was 25 grand. Mm. So that's what she claimed. Now we skip forward to the 1st of December, 2007. Five years later. Five years late, five and a half years late. Mm-hmm. On the 1st of December 2007, John rocks up at West End Central Police Station. Do you know where that is? Well, he just turns up? Yep. Walks in there? Yep. West End Central Police Station. Is it Marlborough or somewhere? No, it's in Savile Row. Savile Row? Mm. Was he getting a suit on? Maybe. Mm. So he turns up at the police station with no memory of the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> Anne is over the moon. Her husband's been missing for five years. Of course she's over the moon to have him back. Yeah. Uh, Some of the sons, you know, all seems good. Yeah. Except that the police have already suspected that John wasn't dead for three months. Right. I wonder why three months, though, after all that time. Well, despite the whole heartbroken widow thing, Mm. Anne's... Travelling all over the place, planning to sell her house and move to Panama, transferring money out of the country. Not exactly low-key. No. I mean, she's living it up with her 25 grand, isn't she? Mm. But still, 25 grand wouldn't have got her far. Unless it was 25 grand on top of paying off some other stuff. Because if they were in debt, Mm. wouldn't she have used the money for that? Well, yeah, if they were 20 grand in debt before he went missing... And she mm. only gets 25 grand. Maybe they'd already paid some off and were still in some debt. I don't know how much it costs to buy a place in Panama. I've never tried. No. But that's what she's up to. She's planning to sell her house and move to Panama. Okay. And what are all the Brexit's doing at this time? Um, As far as I know, they're still being rented out. Mm. After she's doing all this stuff, or during doing all this stuff, three months before John turns up, Anne's colleague basically roughs her up. Mm. And the police opened a financial investigation. In doing that, Anne's whole story falls apart. Mm. Because of a photo published in the Daily Mail, and it's a photo of John and Anne in Panama in 2006. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. I mean, rookie era. Yeah. But the photo was found by a member of the public googling John, Anne, and Panama, <laughs> <laughs> and it was on a website called MoveToPanama.com. <laughs> <laughs> they were not subtle, it seems. No. So someone found this picture, brought it to the attention of the Daily Mail and the Cleveland Police. Didn't the know Daily Mail or the Daily Mail? Daily Mail, sorry. Yeah. And the Easy. Cleveland Police. And confirmed it was John by saying, yes, that's him. My sons will never forgive me. Definite confession. Mm. And the police arrest John at their son Anthony's house in Basingstoke. So we're led to believe that the sons didn't know anything about this. And as far as they are concerned, their dad's dead. Yeah. That's what it sounds like for five years. 
they thought he's dead. Mm. And now they've just been found out. Yeah. So they arrest John at one of his son's houses. When he came back, they were obviously happy to have him back. They think he's been dead for five years. And mm. in any case to them, he's been missing for five years. But not long after, they say they felt like they'd been scammed and basically want nothing to do with John and Anne anymore. Mm. I mean, I wonder whether they didn't wonder what Anne was up to, flying off to Panama on her own. Well, and not that not women can't travel on their own, of course, but I'm saying if you're a grieving widow, where even is Panama? Sorry, I'm a bit... Panama is Central America. Okay. So the mum just up sticks and flies off to Panama by herself. Mm-hmm. And they didn't wonder what she was up to. Mm. I don't know. Maybe for all they know, John told her to live it up if he died. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, they don't know anything about it. And then they're like, well, we've been scammed. Yeah. See you, bye. Yeah. One of them does act kind of weirdly, though, in that he clears out his flat, leaves a notebook with coded messages and directions to London City Airport for his girlfriend, and just disappears. So he's following his father's footsteps. Well, he's at least telling the girlfriend where he's going. I mean, the police made it clear that he wasn't suspected of a crime or anything, so I don't know whether it was like the media attention was too much or something like that. I don't really know how much the coverage of it involved then or anything like that. Mm. Um, But yeah, he leaves the country with his girlfriend. Oh, with his girlfriend? Well, he tells her to go to the airport, so I assume with the girlfriend. Oh, they actually made it out of it. What was the code? I don't know. FKC at the airport. (laughs) What's the point in writing that in code and then leaving instructions to the airport? It was like written in backslide or something. Yeah. Right, so, let's have a look at what happened in that five years. Five years that John's been missing. Yeah. Slash, not missing. Yeah. Where he actually was, was living in a bedsit next door to Anne's house. <laughs> what? <laughs> so one of their bedsits? In one of their bedsits, right next door to their own house. And the sons never saw him? Nope. But then I suppose with the sons living there. Well, no, if he was arrested at the son's house, you know, they at least weren't living with Anne still in 2007. Mm. Whether they were in 2002, you have to assume not. Mm. Certainly by February 2003, they weren't living there because John moved back into the house in February 2003. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, he was actually still living in the house with her. Yeah. But what, not going out? Hold on a minute. A guy that went missing, that was presumed dead, was really missing next door in the bedsit for one year. He was, yeah, almost a year. Almost a year next door in the bedsit. And then moved back into his own home where he was still presumed dead. So I'm going to say... What, what what about when the sons visited? Well, I guess he must have hidden or just not been there or something. But while he was living in the bedsit, another tenant in that block recognised him, said to him, aren't you supposed to be dead? 
Really? John said, don't tell anyone about this. And the guy just didn't because he didn't want to get involved. Wow. But then Anne's colleague grasped him up. Yeah. Wow. So it's during this time when he's living in the bedsit that his death certificate was issued and she claimed the insurance money. Right, okay. In 2004, they decide to move abroad. Oh. Mm, no, at this point they're thinking of moving to Cyprus. Okay. So in 2004, John gets a passport under the name John Jones, but with his real address. <laughs> oh my god. And they travel to Cyprus. I mean, first of all, how did he get a passport? I don't know. A fake passport or well, a real passport? Well, it seems a real passport. So issued by the passport office. Yeah. He's got a passport of a person that don't exist in any capacity. Well, he stole the name from someone else. John Jones was the name of a baby who died the year he was born. Wow. wow. I swear this has been on a TV show. Oh, well, I'll tell you all about that. Yeah, it's been in 50 million places. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he stole the name from a baby that died the year he was born mm. and somehow managed to get a passport under that name, which, yeah, even using his actual address, no one went, hang on a minute. Yeah, there was another John that used to live in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, John's a common name, but wow. In 2004, they're off to Cyprus. In 2005, John is spotted at a lake near Penzance using the name John Williams. Hmm. Where did you get that from? Well, I don't know. What happened with John Jones? Well, he still uses John Jones later on. So I don't know why at that point he was going by a different name. Hmm. But this person claims to have seen him using the name John Williams. I guess there's a chance it wasn't actually him. Right. And that would explain that. Yeah. But what definitely was him was he met a woman online and flew to Kansas to meet her. Okay, and Anne didn't have anything to say about it? I don't know. Maybe it weren't that sort of thing. I mean, come off it. <laughs> what was it then? It didn't specify the nature of their relationship. So you meet someone online and you fly to Kansas to meet him. Mm-hmm. I mean, was he hoping that this woman turned out to be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz and he was trying to buy the red shoes so that if he ever got caught short in a place he weren't meant to be, he could click his heels and <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What's he doing flying to Kansas in the middle of all this? I don't know. I mean, he's not shy about it by this point, it seems. Because well, he's, he's, obviously, also... he's, he's obviously pushing his luck because he thinks he's so clever that he's lived in his own house. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's gone three years without getting caught and gone, all right, I'm off. Yeah. But he also flies to Gibraltar to look at a 45 grand boat that he's thinking about buying. So he gets back from Kansas. Yeah. And then flies to Gibraltar. Yeah. Okay. In 2006, I'm going to argue more careless still, because although it's under his false name, he does sign an objection to a neighbour's planning permission. Wow. <laughs> Next door to him and Anne's house. Oh, and maybe not a direct neighbour, but yeah. I guess someone mm. nearby. Yeah, he signs an objection to their building block. Right. Under a false name, but still, seems a stupid thing to do. Mm. 
and it's in 2006 that, as I said, they fly to Panama, where they're thinking about moving now that, I guess, Cyprus is out of the question. Yeah. And that is where the photo with the Daily Mirror published was taken. Okay. In March 2007. Yeah. This is all leading up to him coming back to life. Right. This is the plan now. We're going to pretend your memory's lost. Yeah. Well, that plan... I'll tell you how he comes to that plan. Mm. So in March 2007, they go back to Panama again, and they set up a company called Jaguar Properties. Again, setting up a company. Not careful, are they? Mm. Mm. They set up this company to buy a 50 grand two-bedroom flat in El Dorado. Okay. In 2006, the building of bedsits that he was living in yeah. was transferred to Vesson Mark. So they did own that. So they did own that one at least. Mm. But it was transferred to Mark's name in 2007 when they're trying to buy this two bedroom flat in Panama. They set it under Mark's name. Okay. And again, how that works out, I'm not sure. Mm. Like I don't know what for what reason because presumably from Mark's point of view, this is all what Anne's doing. So I don't know for what reason Anne transferred it to him mm. and then got him to sell it. I don't know how that all worked out, but maybe it was some story about um what's the what's the tax you pay in inheritance tax? Something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't have No, I don't think it would. I no. think I'm just trying to think how on earth they thought they'd do these things. Yeah, I don't know why that whole thing happened, but it did. And again, it just seems, it seems to be weird stuff going on with the sons, but it legit seems like they didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe that's not a weird thing, and I'm just thinking it is because they're shady. Yeah. In May 2007, they buy a 200 grand tropical estate near Panama Canal. I should do. To build a hotel. Right. So that, presumably, is where the money from this house of bedsits goes. Okay. And it was reported that they planned to run canoeing holidays from this hotel. <laughs> Hilarious. But John said that was all made up by the media. Right. Which mm, could be. We have the media. I'd like it if it was true, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, it's a sort of um, a whole package deal where you have a few sort of canoe lessons and they teach you how to sort of... Uh, Go missing <laughs> after you've gone out with the canoe. How to batter the canoe with with the oar to make it look like you've been in a rough tropical accident and then disappear for a couple of years but actually just live next door. Yeah. Right. They actually just stay living in the hotel once they complete the course <laughs> for four years and then Yeah. And then you know, amnesia. Yeah. In September two thousand and seven. Mm is when Anne's colleague overhears a conversation between Anne and John. Mm. Anne reports it to the police. That's where their investigation starts. So they do start investigating three months before he turns up. Okay. And does anyone know who the colleague is? Is the colleague like in public sight or not? Uh, I didn't see a name. Mm. I thought the grievances used the last bit of milk in the fridge at work. Stole her sandwich. Stole her sandwich. It's got to be. She's done a Ross from Friends. Someone stole her sandwich. Oh, that is got to be a stolen sandwich. Or taken the last bit of cake or something, you know. Well, maybe. 
maybe it was something like that, or maybe, like I don't know, if someone you worked with, yeah, if their spouse was presumed dead and you heard them talking to him, would you like to see what the deal was just to I mean, add a bit if, of excitement to your day? If I say no to you, you know that's a blatant lie. Yeah. Because what I'd do is I'd go on a full-on investigation. That's <laughs> what I'd do. You'd gather all the evidence for the police. <laughs> I don't know that I'd do that for the police, but I'd do it for my own self. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or maybe she'd, like, you know, got a promotion that she was entitled to or something. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe she was going to steal Anne's job. Yeah. Once she's... Yeah, once Anne's banged up, she, yeah. she's had it, having her job. Or he. You're presuming it's a she. Um, I'm saying that because I'm sure I read she. Right, okay. In November. 30th of November, 2007. Mm-hmm. And buys a plane ticket, single, from Panama to London, for John. John says it's because he misses his sons. That's his reason for coming home. So he flies back on the 30th of November. So where where are they both in Panama at this time? Anne and John. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so she buys him a ticket. Why don't he buy his own ticket? Um, well, I guess the accounts are in her name. Right, okay. Although, if you manage to get a passport, you should be able to open a bank account. Well, exactly. Anyway, so he flies home. He flies home on the 30th of November, turns himself in on the 1st of December, with the reason that he'd missed his sons. However, in June of 2007... But hold on a minute. Go on. As he's coming back and turning himself in because he misses his sons, if he's got amnesia... No, no, no. He's not turning himself in because he misses his sons. He's coming home because he's missing his sons. So he's not saying that's his place. No, no, no. Right, okay. His way of being able to see them is to turn himself in and pretend he doesn't remember anything. But why didn't he just be under the radar seeing him? Because then they'd know he wasn't dead. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the sons aren't in on it, as yeah. far as we know. No. Unless they went to Raga or something. It's just, yeah, it's just Anne. Right, okay. But contrary to that reasoning, John had emailed Anne in June 2007. <laughs> <laughs> to email? That seems an odd way for them to communicate. I think it. I think it's only if you're passing on potentially, you know, some information. Like if an email's come through that's about your house or your area or something, you know, a renewal for something, insurance or whatever, that you might forward it on. All right, yeah, maybe he's forwarding something on. I don't know, it just seems... All right, especially given the content of it, it seems a stupid way to communicate. I mean, I'm going to say, you. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm... I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I wouldn't have thought many spouses send emails saying, what do you fancy for dinner tonight, love? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or that sort of thing. I can't imagine it's that sort of, how's Panama? You know, touch down nicely today, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's what you do on WhatsApp when no one knows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what the email actually said, I mean, I don't think WhatsApp existed in 2007. Oh, I don't know. Seems like it's always been there. What the email was actually about was John telling Anne that Panama's visa laws had changed and that their identities would have to be verified by UK police. Okay. Now, he knew that his alias would catch him out because the police are obviously not going to verify that. And that is when he decided to come back and fake amnesia. Mm. So his reason in November of missing his sons is clearly not true. Yeah. (laughs) It was that... He'd get found out. Yeah. Turns out he got found out anyway, so he might as well have stayed in Panama and tried his luck. But mm. he didn't. 
They arrested him in December of 2007. He was charged with obtaining life insurance money by deception and making untrue statements to obtain a passport. So it was a real passport. Actually issued by the passport office. Shame. Somehow. I don't know how he managed to do that. Mm. Because, I mean, now it's easy to apply for one. But in 2007, you had to have loads of paperwork elsewhere. Well, I would hope so. I mean, you still need a fair amount now, don't you? You need to either have had a passport that, that they've got on file, or you yeah. need to provide, you know, photographic ID as well, don't you? Your driving licence so, yeah. and your, you know, some other bits and bobs. Yeah. So I don't know how we manage that, but, I mean, you'd have to think someone at the passport office getting sacked, isn't it? Well, yeah, they've got to prove they did it first, <laughs> yeah. They must know who's issuing things, no? Mm. So after he's arrested mm. and flies back, and is immediately arrested. Does Anne know that he's arrested when she flies back? Or is she just getting the hell out of Dodge because she knows the visa crew are coming after her? Well, she wouldn't have a problem with the visa, so she could have just stayed in Panama. If she knew that he'd been arrested, she could just stay there. But then how would she know he's been arrested? Because if he walks in there and tries that nonsense, and he's arrested... Well, he wasn't arrested when he walked in. Oh. He was arrested after a bit of an investigation mm. at his son's house. Yeah, of course. So, mm, maybe one of the sons said he'd been arrested and she flew back. But she'd have been better off staying where she was. She would have been. So when Anne landed back in the UK, mm. she was detained for, or detained in connection with fraud allegations yeah. that John's already been charged with. And she was charged with two counts of fraud, which is the 25 grand life insurance that she claimed and another 137 grand. From where? From, I think, I don't know if it was another insurance policy or if it was like scammed out of an insurance company. This is why I was saying the 25 grand didn't seem a lot. Yeah. Well, that 137 grand allowed them to pay off their mortgage. Mm. Yeah, as far as I know, it wasn't a different life insurance policy, but I don't know if there was like another insurance, fraudulent insurance claim that they made mm. or something like that. But if his life insurance was only 25 grand, it must have been something big for them to to be able to claim that. Yeah. But Unless it was to do with selling the house in Mark's name. Hmm. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure. But they're the two counts of fraud that they're charged with. Or that she is charged with. Mm. This is all in December 2007. In January 2008, John has the charge of obtaining that 137 grand by deception added to his list. Right. And they're both charged with obtaining two sums of money from a teacher's pension scheme and obtaining two sums of money from the Department of Work and Pensions. Mm. In March of 2008, John admits seven charges of obtaining cash by deception and a passport offence, but denies nine charges of using criminal property. In this case, the criminal property is the money that they've fraudulently obtained. Okay. It's, as far as I can gather, like a term that's used for money laundering offences. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like he's about to throw her under the bus. I don't think he does throw her under the bus, but he denies using that money, mm. essentially, which... I don't know how that tallies up. You admit to seven charges of obtaining that money and then you just sat on it. 
Well, no, but if you think about it, he... Oh, what, he's saying she used it? Well, he's either saying she used it, or he's saying John Jones used it. <laughs> rather than him. Rather than himself. I mean, that would be an interesting defence. I didn't use it. This guy I made up used it. Yeah, you can prove it. Yeah. <laughs> All the paperwork in Panama is in, in this guy's name. I suppose that's a good point, actually. <laughs> and denies... All six charges of obtaining money by deception and nine charges of using criminal property. Okay, so she's basically so she's saying, I don't know anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't get it. I didn't use it. I didn't do anything. He's going, I got the money. I just didn't use it. Right. But isn't there any kind of charge of sort of faking your own death? Or what would the crime be? Well, I mean, you're obtaining a death certificate by the deception. You know, like you're, I don't know. There's got to be something. Can't just pretend you you're dead. Have a death certificate drawn up. But I think anything that you do following pretending you've died could be a crime. But what's the actual crime itself of pretending to be dead? I mean you do understand that I've got to go on to Ancestry in a minute and try and find <laughs> the death certificate for this guy, right? Oh I don't know, will you be able to find it? Well what year is it? Two thousand and two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unless, find it. unless it's been retracted, of course, because you know, it was fake or whatever. If so. you can find it, put it on Instagram. I will. That's how they plead to all of these charges. Yeah. Doesn't really do them any favours, though, because in July of 2008, they're both convicted abroad. Mm-hmm. Then Under all counts. I mean, please tell me they've got to pay all the money back, at least. We'll get there. Mm. <laughs> they're both convicted of fraud, and John is convicted of the passport offence. Yeah. He is sentenced to six years and three months. And Anne is described by police as a compulsive liar and sentenced to six years and six months. I don't know why she gets an extra three she months when he did months. the passport thing. Yeah, when he's the one who bumped himself off out, in, out to sea, then she gets an extra three months. Sexist. Go on. Maybe. Um, they both appealed. Appeals denied. So, yeah, they've both gone to prison for it. In January 2011... Mm. John's served his custodial sentence. He's released on probation and released in March of 2011. Okay. She's done her extra little couple of months. Bless her. Yeah. On Valentine's Day. Oh, God. 2012, Crown Prosecution Service announced that all £501,641.39p fraudulently obtained by them had been recovered. And involved really? in that was the sale of the two properties in Panama. And the bedsit places. Because they um, sold one of those, but they still had others left over, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know if they had to sell them to be able to pay it back. I suppose those properties weren't part of the fraud. Mm. But the ones in Panama, they're like, well, you bought them with stolen money. You could yeah. sell them, give yeah, the money yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, so that was included in that. John was ordered to pay £679,073. But, as of 2014, only paid £121. <laughs> <laughs> because all of his assets were in Anne's name. Why? Sorry, I'm a bit confused. So they recovered £501,000 worth mm-hmm. of stuff that was all paid back. Yeah. And now, on top of that, he's got to pay six hundred and seventy-five grand For what? I wondered if it was the... They'd both been charged with stealing that money, so they each had to pay it back. 
Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, it doesn't really. Or unless it was just he had to pay that much in like damage damages or whatever. Mm. Okay. I don't really know how the law works. I've not trained for it. No, but that would make sense that there's damage money though, because of all the police time and. But then I don't know why that bit would only be him paying it back. He's the one who went missing. Well, yeah, but she was charged with the same crimes. Mm. I don't know then. But he's paid back 121 quid. 121 quid. Wow. As of 2014, because all his assets were in Adam's name, which is why she bought the plane ticket. Mm. By July 2015, they had no assets left to take. Mm. So, as far as I'm aware, that £121 is all that's been paid back of that man. <laughs> that's some debt hanging out there. That, that makes your average uh, university student's debt look nothing, doesn't it? 670000 is it? Yes. Makes, makes, 50, makes 50 grand seem like nothing. Well, yeah, but the interest is more than I pay back, so it'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where they're at now. No, I was going to say. I know you're wondering. Yeah. So despite testifying against her, both of the sons have now forgiven Anne. Oh. They still, as far as I'm aware, don't speak to John because John and Anne separated while they were in prison. Did they? After all of that? Hmm. Well, I suppose. But after they they got into debt in (laughs) 2000, Mm. John, apparently by early 2002, had started planning to fake his own death. Which, mm. maybe if you're Anne, and you're like, well, this was his stupid plan, mm. and now you're in prison for... Have we got any update at this point on what the woman in Kansas was all about? No, I never found out any more about Kansas woman. Oh. But Anne did say that John was manipulative, but she couldn't blame him 100%. So she's, I mean, she is kind of saying it's his fault, but mm. she went along with it. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, if it's his fault and you go along with it and end up in prison, you might be like, mm, do one. Yeah. You know, you can see the divorce reasoning. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you know when you've gone through those sort of, like, experiences or adventures or whatever way you want to describe it, those tough people normally sort of just stick together, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it sounds a bit sort of, I mean, it definitely sounds like they both knew everything about it. I mean, whether he did manipulate her into it, there didn't seem to be any kind of consideration of that when they were convicted or sentenced or anything. Right. Um, So I don't know if that's just sort of something she said afterwards or Mm. whether she said it before and they didn't believe her. Yeah. I mean, they said she's a compulsive liar, so maybe she did say that and they were like, well, look at all the things you've done. Clearly not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they separated. John now lives in the Philippines. Okay. And Anne, having her son speaking to her again, is chilling, working for the RSPCA these days. Okay. So, question. Yes. Has he got enough money to get to the Philippines? And a passport? Well, I don't think they can seize literally every penny that you have. Right, okay. So, if he's got enough for a plane ticket, he can go to the Philippines. Mm. He'd surely be entitled to a passport. I no? suppose so, yeah. Under his own name. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, as you said, it's definitely been on TV and all sorts. Hollyoaks, Coronation Street and EastEnders have all had storylines based on it. Have they? Yeah. There's been multiple novels, songs, books. No, that's novels. 
yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's been factual books as well. Yeah. But TV and film dramatizations, everything. There's been loads of them. The latest of which is an ITV series, which is filming this year, or it's in production at the minute, called The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe. It's got Eddie Marsan and Monica Dolan in it. I mean, not the most imaginative title. No. So out of all of these books, novels, as you pointed out, and two different things, yep. etc., have they earned any money out of this? I think she wrote a book, so she would have made some money out of it. Oh, okay. Um, whether John's made any money out of it, I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, we can watch The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe later in the year. Crazy. And that is all I know about John and Mam Darwin. It was a lot of stuff. And at first, the name didn't ring a bell. But as soon as you said kayak, I thought, <laughs> I remember something about this, you know? Okay. But you forgot that you lived next door? I didn't know any of that. You didn't know that? I didn't know any oh. of that. All I remember is that someone faked their own death by going out to sea on a kayak. I literally don't know anything else that that's come of that. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Now you know. Mm. Okay. Come on then. Give me some facts. Okay, so I've got three things for you. Go on. Okay, they're really random ones. Right. So the first first one is that there are 32 species of trees in England. Okay. The second one is that Diana Ross has had 100 singles. Okay. Okay. And the third one is that Scrabble tiles, if you put them all out on the table from a standard Scrabble game, Mm-hmm. And you add up all the tiles, it comes to 190. All right, now my problem is that you've looked up the actual numbers for all of these and then changed two of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a much trickier one. Right, do I fall into the trap where I think 100 is too round a number? It can't be that. Right, okay, so you're rolling out Diana. How long has Diana Ross been about? Well, she started recording in the 50s. Right. I'm just trying to think, in that time, how many albums would she have released? And how many songs from each album would be a single? A mm. hundred sounds like a lot of singles. It does. She has been around a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know I've picked these topics because they're three of the things that I like. Yeah. I mean, you know I'm rubbish at Scrabble, so I'm never going to know if that one's true unless you tell me. Okay. 32 species of trees. That sounds like too many. Okay. I feel like you only ever see about five types of tree. <laughs> Despite the fact that England is probably, I don't know how many percent covered in trees, I'm going to have to look that up now. <laughs> but it's, there's a lot of forest. Alright, maybe 32 is not too many. Maybe it is. Maybe it's, not like a lot. maybe it's not enough. Mm. And how many points have scrambled up? 190, if you add them all up. Right, I believe that being a round number more than I believe Diana Ross. Okay. Because... So, so out of the process of elimination, what one are you getting rid of first? I'm getting rid of Diana Ross first. Okay. So you're down to the Scrabble or the trees. 32 species of trees, or 190 if you add up all the tiles. I'm going to go for Scrabble Charles. You think it's 190? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll fill you in on the, on the dates. Go on. There are 32 species of trees <laughs> in England. Okay, um, Diana Ross has in fact had 116 singles. So many. So many, 24 studio albums. 
That's so many. And if you add up the tiles on the Scrabble, it comes to 187. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you might fall into the trap of the rounded number. Yeah. Oh no. So there you are. I should have just gone for trees straight away then. You should have. And actually, I thought you were going to. Oh. I actually thought you were going to go for the trees. But anyway, I win again. I like them though. They're good facts. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? <laughs> Obviously number based because, you know, numbers make the world go around. Right, if you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe, you can follow us on social media at TAIK Podcast on Twitter or That's All I Know Podcast on Instagram. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>